Welcome on into the third episode of the Just Chuckin' Podcast. My name is Greg Moraz. I'm the Director of Broadcasting and Media Relations here in Idaho Falls, joined as always by the Director of Public Relations and Promotions, Chris Hall. And Chris, we wanted to bring you an episode the last time that we had a chance to talk on these headsets, but we had a technical difficulty. We did not want to put the audio out there. We want to put out a perfect product, so we know that it's been a while, but a lot has happened since then. Uh, the Chuckers are in the playoffs. That That's the first thing. The last time we talked, we were talking about how cool it would be if the Chuckers could clinch in Missoula, and we were lucky enough to, uh, both of us ended up being out there in Missoula, and we clinched a playoff spot. We're real excited. We're really looking forward to that one. So for most fans, and while it's not official yet, the Chuckers more than likely are going to play their first home playoff game on, I believe it is Tuesday, September 10th. So that is when the first playoff game will be. We'll announce on our social media platforms and our website when playoff tickets will be on sale. We will let you know, Chucker fans, if you're listening in the Idaho Falls area, we will sell out. And preference is going to season seat holders. So make sure that you get your tickets as soon as they go on sale. Make sure you stay tuned to ifchuckers.com for more info on that. Or you can always call our front office, 208-522-8363. Do not call my cell phone. I don't even put it out on platforms. And don't feel like you only have to come if you live in the Idaho Falls area. If you live in Shanghai, feel free to come out and watch. If you live in Alberta, Canada, it's just a quick drive over. You know, I think there are going to be a lot more people that probably would come from Alberta, Canada than from Shanghai, China. I mean, that's just me. That's just me. That that doesn't doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. So... I want to go back to the clinching series in Missoula, and in particular, a game that you were not at, and that was the game before the clincher, Tuesday, July 23rd. Chuckers are tied 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth inning. Runner at third, one out. Omar Ramirez decides to walk Tristan Carranza intentionally, sets up a left-on-left situation with Spencer Brickhouse. Carranza takes a lead too far off the bag at first, Liner to short, Dungan doubles off Carranza at first, double play, inning over, Chuckers win in extras, and then come back the next night and pound the Osprey 15-2. to Your evaluations, I don't know if you were listening at the time, but did you have a chance to go back and look at that play? And if so, like, what are your evaluations of, of what I think is the play of the year? I have not seen the play. I was listening to the broadcast. Um, obviously, from what everything sounds like, we got very fortunate there. I know that live you had some questions as to whether or not that game should have been 3-3 in the first place. Um, but we're lucky enough to keep it that way and give the give the boys a chance to win that night. So the 15-2 game, the Chuckers started off with a three-run first inning, and then it just all stockpiled from there. And a guy that has been such a key cog for this Chucker club over the past two weeks is Michael Amodi. He's the reigning Pioneer League Player of the Week. At the time of this recording, he's hitting a 346, eight homers, 32 driven in. Over his last seven ball games, he has 11 extra base hits. He's got eight doubles, a triple, and two homers. For a guy that hit 176 last year in the Appalachian League, I mean, what a sight to behold this year for Michael Amodi in terms of what he is doing in his sophomore campaign. Last night, that's uh, Monday night, we were recording this on Tuesday, 
he could have easily had his ninth home run of the year in his first at bat, hit the ball to the furthest part of the ballpark, ended up with a stand-up double, but that game, that ball hit anywhere else in the ballpark is out of here. So, and we are going to release this after the release of the All-Star rosters, but we know already here, we're kind of we're kind of keeping some secretive information right now. We do know the three All-Stars that will be representing the Idaho Falls Chuckers on the Pioneer League side of things in Boise on, I believe the All-Star game is Tuesday, August 6th. It will be the man we just mentioned, Michael Amodi, Clay Dungan, and Chi Ting Wang. Now, Amodi will be the starting catcher. Dungan is going to be the starting second baseman because he was in a tight battle with Leo Verpiguero. I was on the conference call amongst the GMs. I was sitting there with Kevin Green as, as he was discussing all of this through the rest of the league GMs. Everybody believes that Peguero and Dungan are the two best middle infielders in the league. You look at the, the statistics as of today, Dungan hitting at 372, Peguero on the other side hitting at 369, and you look at where they stand in terms of the league leaders. Dungan is first in the league in hits at 51, Peguero third at 48, Dungan second in the league in batting average, Peguero third, in terms of total runs scored, Dungan is tied for third with 33, Peguero fifth with 30. Uh, it was just a toss-up between these two guys, and since Dungan played second base, made a lot of sense to put him in as the starting second baseman, whereas Peguero has played only short the entire year. You know, that's really fortunate that Clay had that second base eligibility, gave both of those guys the chance to start. It would have been a real bummer for one of those two guys to get bumped to a bench spot um, for the other one when they're both obviously great players. Um, after talking to you, I know there was a similar situation at catcher with Michael Amodi, um, another catcher, I believe, from Grand Junction, going to be playing in the outfield, allowing Michael Amodi to start at catcher. Yeah, well, the thing is that Colin Simpson from Grand Junction, he's been the guy that has just been the world beater of the Pioneer League in terms of his individual statistics. We'll talk a little bit on Simpson. 368 average for a 29th-round pick this year he's got 10 homers which has him tied for third he also has 25 rbi that puts him 10th is on bases at 442 that puts him fourth in total hits he's not in the top 10 but still you want to make sure that you put the best player at every position and simpson has played a decent amount in the outfield i don't think there's a better catcher in the pioneer league right now than michael amodi Billings' Eric Yang has been playing pretty well also, but Yang doesn't have the same power numbers that Emoti does. Emoti's got eight homers, 32 RBI. No other catcher has those type of thresholds in terms of their power numbers. And Emoti's just been consistent. That's the thing. He's, he has been one of the most consistent players on this roster the whole year. He had one dry spell where he had like an 0 for 8 or an 0 for 9 at the end of June, beginning of July, but Every time he comes to the plate, you know he's going to put together a good at bat. And for me, him being a catcher, he's got such a good recognition of the strike zone that it's really hard to ever call in a bat of his a bat at bat. He's been fun to watch. We're glad to have him here. And, you know, I want to take a second to talk about Chi Team Wang. Also, someone who, at least here at Mel Luka Field, has been a consistent pitcher for us to watch. And as someone, you, Greg, that was on that conference call. Can you tell us a little bit about that process and how it was decided that Chi Ting Wang was also going to be an all-star? I would say it would be the amount of wins and the impact that it had. And I'll actually say that 
you know, the, the discussion came up in terms of the Battle of Missoula and Idaho Falls for the league, you know, first half title in the North Division. Chi Ting Wang single-handedly beat the Missoula Osprey. And you can make the argument with his five relief innings on Tuesday the 23rd that he won the Chuckers that game. I don't think there's any question that he won the Chuckers that game. And there's actually really interesting conversation that most people don't know about, but and I don't even know the context of the conversation, but that night in Missoula, Royals assistant pitching coordinator Jason Simon Tachi was in town. He joined the team in Billings, second time that Simo has been here watching the club this year. Between the top and the bottom of the ninth innings, or actually between the end of the eighth and the top of the ninth, Simon Tachi goes down to the dugout. He's sitting in the stands and talks with Clayton Mortensen. I believe, and that was after inning number four for Wang, if he could let him go a fifth inning. He did. Got him through it. Chuckers got three runs in the top of that tenth inning, and then Joe Linhard was able to come in and shut the door. Wang has just been clutch from what I've seen. I The times that we have needed him to come in big, he comes in with a tie game. He comes in with a one-run lead. He's just been nails, and I think that's somebody. That's something that should be rewarded. Um, overall numbers aside, the importance that he's been to our team in winning games is something that should be rewarded on the league level. Yeah, four wins. I mean, that's just that speaks for itself. And in a situation where they needed him the most, he came up the biggest. And for me, the ability to make big pitches in certain spots is what makes him incredibly effective. And and the thing for Wang, by the way, this year, which I think is actually kind of phenomenal, is that his runs allowed have come in four of his ten appearances, ten total runs in the season for him, three of them coming in stretches of three appearances of three runs, and those coming against Ogden, Orem, and then a situation on the road trip in Great Falls where he got really, you know, an unfortunate break on a fly ball that probably should have been caught. You could have somewhat ruled it an error, but it got lost in the lights and, you know, ball wasn't able to be tracked. But unfortunately, those go on his run. But, yeah, the four wins, definitely something that that could have been. A couple of honorable mentions, uh, Red Applin unfortunately, is going to be, I think he'll be one of the alternates. They're not going to list that officially. Average of 283, seven homers, 28 driven in. He's put up a very, very productive year. Harveen Mendoza, the first baseman from Great Falls, only 20 years of age, an average of 311, five homers, 20 driven in. One of the best defensive first basemen that I've seen in the Pioneer League this year. And then another guy that you have to shout out as well, Jose Marquez, Average up to 323. Fell homer shy of the cycle last night. Problem was is that there were too many farm director picks at third base. Now, for those people that don't know how the process for minor league baseball all-star games work, at least in the Pioneer League, the director of player development picks one player that is automatically on the team. And so there were just too many of those guys that played third base. And you know, for Jose Marquez, he didn't really have enough games at second base to, to give him as qualifier. But Clay Dungan, whether he's the starting shortstop, the starting second baseman, he deserved to be in the starting lineup. And I think that's the the consensus that everybody came to. 
and he just continues to pick it up and pick it up and pick it up. He's got 17 multi-hit games. Last night, Monday, he had two RBI. Every play he makes defensively, you just know he's going to take his time, concentrate, and, and make the right play. John Balgini and I, the voice of Idaho Falls, came up with this yesterday. He is Dungan-esque. Like, the, the, a certain play was Dungan-esque. I, I know that you don't get a chance to watch every single game during the game, Chris, but, I mean, talk about Clay Dungan defensively and, and the consistency that you've seen from him up the middle. Um, the one thing that I have found as a theme for Clay Dungan is whenever you and John praise him on the radio for how good he is defensively, he will have a weird error pop up directly after that. <laughs> but opposed to that, uh, he is just rock solid defensively. He does everything you need him to do. Um, brings out the flashy plays every now and then, but it seems like the plays that he needs to make, he is always there. He is always in the right place, turning to strong throws to first, accurate, just can't say enough about how good of an all-around player he has been for the Chuckers this year. This is the Just Chuck It podcast, a Royals and Idaho Falls Chuckers podcast. We're going to wrap it up pretty soon here. But, Chris, playoff baseball, Chuckers are still going to have to play out the second half. Unfortunately, they have started the second half 0-4. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, it will be 1-4 as the game is going to take place in approximately two hours. What is one thing that Chucker fans should know, whether it be on a promotional standpoint, whether it be from a team standpoint, uh, in regards to, you know, playoff time? Like, what, what, are, what are some things that fans should know in, re in regards to playoffs, other than the fact that you just need to be on standby for playoff tickets? Yeah, obviously be on standby for playoff tickets. They should be coming out anytime now for purchase. Um, things to look out for. Um, on a promotional level, one thing that myself and our general manager, Kevin Green, noticed today, the second half is going to be a great time for fans to come out to games. We only have two games the entire second half that there's not a giveaway at the gate here at Mel Luca Field. Whether it's t-shirts, whether it's stress balls, whether it's uh, water bottles, whether it's um, fleece blankets, Lots of T-shirts being given away. We have a lot coming up that is going to be given away every game at the gate. So make sure you come. Make sure you get here early. Gates will open at 6 for all those games except for the Sunday and Labor Day game, which gates will open at 3. Get here early. Get your Chucker stuff. And then it's a great time to just get to know these players. We're going to see a lot of players getting rolled through, keeping people fresh for the playoffs, I would assume, working a little bit more on player development. It's a great way to get to know some of these players, get to have a favorite player, and then come support them in the playoffs. Another thing I want to make a really, really important point of, if you're listening to this tomorrow, you've got four games left on this homestand. Then it's the All-Star break, and then it's eight games in Utah. So that means that this is the last four chances you have to see the Chuckers before August 16th. And then August 16th comes, it's a four-game set against the Billings Mustangs, and then on the road for another six. So there are some great promos coming up in August, but there aren't a lot of them. The Chuckers will finish the home slate with, I believe, and I want to double-check this, I believe, yes, six straight at home September 2nd through the 7th, but the Chuckers 
only have a grand total of 10 home games in the month of August. So make sure you go online, visit ifchuckers.com, get your tickets, come out to the yard, support these first-half champions, and that will do it for us here on Just Chuck It. Chris, anything you want to say before we say goodbye? I just want to remind everybody that we've got 10 games left in August. Bonus book packages are still available. They're good for 10 any good anytime tickets. It's a perfect way to come see all these August games. I know a lot of people try to squeeze some games in before school starts in September. Um, great way to do it is through bonus books. General admission tickets or box seats still on sale. Call in or come by the gift shop. That'll do it. Chris Hall, Greg Mraz. So long from the press box at Nello Lucas Field.